Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not to worry. Every team in the NFC North is no more than a game back from first place in winning the division. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the NFC North's roundtable discussion. Who will be king? I'm your host, Dave from Vikings First and Skull, and today we have a jam-packed episode for you. We'll be diving into the less-than-thrilling Week 2 results and getting a sneak peek at what Week 3 has in store for us all. But before we jump in, let me introduce our amazing panel of representatives from the NFC North teams. Joining us today, we have Pay representing the Chicago Bears and the Da Bears Claw Podcast. June and B. Foster from the Detroit Lions with bleachers to speakers. And Bob representing the Green Bay Packers for the Love and the Leapers show. We'll be discussing the ups and downs of our teams and the latest news, analyzing standout performances, and sharing our predictions for the upcoming games. So let's get this show on the road and find out who will reign supreme in the NFC North. Starting now. Let the battles begin. everybody, it's Dave here. I'm from Vikings First and Skull, and I'm hosting the NFC North Roundup for the week. And it was not a good week for your NFC North. Week two went 0-4. 0-4, all four teams lost. It's a sad day, but do not give up. We're still all in it. And I'd like to introduce our representatives today from the NFC North. We're starting first with Pay, representing your Chicago Bears. How you doing, Pay? I'm a lot better now that you reminded us that we're only a game out of first. I need all the good news <laughs> we can handle right now. Thank thank you, Dave. Thank- You're welcome. We're in the same spot. 
And from the Detroit Lions, we have June and B. Foster joining us today. How are you doing, June? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. B, how are you doing? I can't complain. Oh, my oh. That's two of us. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing all right. <laughs> and from the land of cheese, we have Bob representing the Green Bay Packers. How you doing, Bob? Great. Cheese filled. You know, going to- hey, Bob, you're going to get the first question. Oh. Um, yes. i trying to figure this out. What happened here? This is the point in the show where I show the clip of Jordan Love's what we're calling the butt stumble. Ooh. I guess that's what you call it. I pause a little bit. I don't, they were trying to go in quick. I don't know if it was Myers. It's obviously on Jordan Love for not calling the right cadence on that play. And even on that play alone, he was still a yard out. So I don't know if he thought if he called something quick. They haven't really come out and said anything about it, but it was a, it was, the, I don't know if it was the start of the tumbling or if it was like the third play of it when we started tumbling, but it did not help our momentum in any way <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, I've never, I mean, this is classic Packers, you know, making their whoopsies and it's like, who do you blame now? You know, like it's, it was a human, it was a human error and uh, very disappointed in it. I don't want to see it again. Please don't play it again. <laughs> well, it was a sensation all around the league, but especially in the NFC North. It's, it's in my it's, nightmares. I had it sent to me at least two dozen times. <laughs> I bet you guys did. I bet you guys are all just sending it to each other. Oh, look at that. Look at Jordan Love. This is definitely well, what we're we going to talk about this we week. We about talked it. about it. Um, we definitely talked All right. And I enjoyed that news. conversation. <laughs> Just before we sat down to record this, the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears resigned. What's the story behind that, Pay? It's an ongoing story, a little bit past football. An unfortunate, unfortunate story, as, as a matter of fact. Apparently, the FBI raided Palace Hall, you know, the uh, headquarters for the Bears, and the home of Allen Williams, defensive former defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Apparently there's some child pornography. Oh, um, what? Concerns. Nobody yeah, likes there's to hear some, that. Yeah, there's some there's some child pornography concerns. So again, this is it's an ongoing story. He's no he's no longer the, the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. We can we can say that with a surety. Other than that, I really have nothing else to comment on it. I don't want to say anything that will come back right. later to it be you know Proof That's false enough. or I, you know. to know. I saw the headline and I just wanted to know what was the backstory because I hadn't hadn't seen it before. I before I even looked into it, I, the, the first thing that came to my mind is like, well, well uh, apparently the FBI also believes that there's something illegal going on at the at Chicago Bears other than what they're putting on the field. So again, <laughs> again, it's it, it's an ongoing story, but we are a cluster F right now <laughs> in Chicago. B. Foster, is there any news out of Detroit this week after you guys dropped your first game? Everybody is hurt. I just might line up at corner just if they need some extra, you know, because there's a lot of injuries. That's all. That's the only thing I can think of is the fact that everybody and their brother is hurt right now. But 
Other than that, we're back home this weekend, and we're just going to see what happens. Like I said, it was a bad week for the NFC North. All four teams lost. And for Vikings news, in case you guys hadn't heard, the Vikings have signed free agent guard Dalton Reisner. He now joins the crew. The biggest question in Vikings land is to what position is he going to play? Because our three interior offensive linemen aren't fantastic. They're mediocre at best. And it's going to be interesting to see where they slot him. And we're already up to our backup center because our primary one has back problems. But that's the news roundup around the NFC North. Now, does anybody want to talk about their game this last week? Or should we just skip it and move on to what's upcoming? We can do a little. I mean, I briefly. Why not? I mean, we all, well, we all lost. We can share our pain here. You know, this is. Sure. I can tell you the Bears did zero correct. We had we had the running we had the running game going and we went away from it for some weird reason. Put the game right back on Justin's shoulders, a place and a place where he's not comfortable as of right now. He's in the pocket, he's processing things slow, he's waiting for he, he's like he's I don't I, I I I take it like this. I don't think he's waiting for people to get open. I think he's waiting for somebody to come hit him. That's that's what he's doing in the in the in the pocket right now, and it's it's just all bad on the offense. He threw possibly the worst pass in Bears history to end the game. The defense, the defense is giving up third and tens like like his government cheese. We got guys quitting on both sides of the ball. It's just all again all bad in Chicago. Now Next. I did send a chart to June earlier about. How Chicago is one of the better teams getting their wide receivers open per Ben Baldwin. And that was sort of shocking. And he sent back a clip of you guys against the Bucks and they had a wide receiver wide open. Yeah, I've seen that same clip. You don't have to share it. You don't have to show it. I've seen the same clip. That clip, you if you were Madden, that would look like a glitch in this in the system. Somebody that wide open, and again, if you've seen the clip that that's, that he that Dave is referencing, that play ended in a sack. He's he's about thirty yards down the field, wide open, down the seam. Justin's head is looking for. I believe he was he was again focused on DJ Moore, and while the guy focused on DJ Moore in the middle of the field, who's double covered, while a guy's running free, butt booty naked down the seam. I believe that was Cole Komet again, and he just sat there again five seconds. In the pocket until he got sacked. Ridiculous. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I, it happens. It happens. June, what was your impression of your loss? Anything specific? Yeah, it's a common theme. It seems like the in in the fashion that the the loss occurred. So many times we see the Lions make a couple of mistakes, get down. A few score score or two and make a comeback in the fourth quarter and fall short somehow, somehow, some way. A lot of the losses that happened last year were like that. And in years past, I don't want to say same old Lions, but that losing in that fashion is is what 
we've seen we've we've seen this story before and it's just it's disheartening to get down at home and like i said i think it was the same scenario with philly when we played philly at home last year same scenario threw a pick six in that game down 10 points in the fourth quarter and you make it a game in the fourth quarter and this particular instance take it to overtime only to lose in overtime so it's a disheartening loss, but we still got our spirits up. We, we're not too down about it. Most of the people around here think we were going to start off one and one. They was including the Kansas City they loss. I mean, flip. They, yeah, they figured, you know, we was going to lose to Kansas City and beat Seattle. It was just. We're lose. We're lose both. Or, or, yeah. So the spirit is still high around here, but the injuries have totaled up. Two offensive linemen to uh, starting uh, CJ CJ Johnson Gardner Johnson is out. Montgomery, our starting running back, is out. It's just I think we have a what's that? Houston, one of our rush ends, he's out six to eight weeks. It's just uh, it's just hard to digest with all these injuries. But uh, Coach uh, Campbell had a press conference earlier today. He's optimistic. Uh, He's not asking for any uh, passes or anything like that. So it's it's still full steam ahead. Uh, everybody deals with injuries, unfortunately. That's yeah. part of the game. The Vikings have their share as well. Bob, besides that very amusing butt stumble, how did your game go? I was, yeah, I thought we played well until the fourth quarter. We punched it for the first time in the fourth quarter, and we gave up a, a, a solid two-touchdown lead. I felt great at first, great enough where I kind of dozed off for about four minutes in the third quarter. And then I woke up to just us tumbling, uh, you know, with B. John Robson, you know, seeing it year in, year out, seeing a great running back just go three, to run three levels on us past our linemen, you know, linebackers that get to the safety is just, it gets disheartening. And it's like every time that happens to us, the Packers, like when they lose that wind, we, for some reason, can never get that win back in our sales. So it was great at first, and then you know our sales died, and it showed, and it showed the inexperience of our young team that we we weren't. I when we came to the last drive, I felt we weren't ready to make the smart plays because we were we were throwing the ball down the middle. We weren't throwing the ball towards the sideline to stop the clock. Even the floor made a couple of bad coaching calls. We did have injuries with our 13th pick the first round where I think that he, if he was out there, it could have stopped Bijan a little bit more, at least keep him from running a hundred, having 175 total yards altogether. But everybody, you know, besides stopping the wrong game, everybody played well in the passing. Everybody played well on the line. It was a great defensive game. And until the fourth quarter, you know, the Falcons got more steam and we just couldn't pick ourselves up from it. You know, Jordan Love, Again, did not put his spin on it. He's playing systematic football. He's playing in the system, which I think we all we all know, you know, the Bears would know something about that too, trying to play in the system. He's not playing his football yet. Even though he's throwing for three touchdowns, they're three, you know, I can't knock three touchdowns, but it's also we're we're setting him up. And Aaron Jones missing Aaron Jones is a huge hit. It's a very huge, huge hit to our offense when we don't have our star running back out there. So I'm very, very, I'm sulking about it. But I think moving forward, after I saw the report today, I think moving forward, I'm optimistic. 
So oh, we still got plenty of time and we're all still in it. So it's not that bad. Yeah. But when you talk about 175 yards, I know how that feels because mm-hmm. Vikings played last Thursday and got ran all over. There was a reason for it. Brian Flores, our defensive coordinator, was specifically planning to shut down the pass and shut down Jalen Hurts, which he did a very good job at. But that left, we are playing light on the interior, and a lot of times eight guys back, believe it or not, and Mm. it, it left us wide open for the run. Now, you guys played Atlanta, and B. John Robinson, and I fear that when we face them because we don't have the big hosses in the middle to stop a running back like that. But it's going to be interesting. It definitely will be interesting. The Vikings' problem, however, even though they let all that running, is we have an offense that's a powerhouse. We're doing great scoring points, except for we've turned over the ball four times last Thursday, we put the ball on the ground. Can't have that and win. It's a momentum killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I forgot. I thought you guys, I forgot you guys played out Thursday because I was trying to think of Sunday if I saw the game. I remember now I have DeAndre Swift. That okay. was a great homecoming. If you want to recap him, I could recap him all day. What was the 175 <laughs> yards? I, I, I think we should. I think we should touch, if we can, touch on our predictions from last week, too. Mm-hmm. I, were the. Because we were, I think we were all pretty close with our predictions of who, like a, a practical standpoint of each team. Not me. I think I was one in three. I, I, the only only game I predicted was Tampa Bay beating the Bears. Other than that, I went. I picked uh, Green Bay, Vikings, and the Lions. I was four for four. I picked everybody. <laughs> I, was three for, I, was three for, I was three for four. I didn't pick the Falcons. I was three for four. But I did call. You, you I did say. I did say Kirk Cousins was going to start slow off with the Eagles, and that's what he does. And he, mm-hmm. I think he needs. I think he's a great quarterback, but I, it's like the Matt Stafford situation. You know, what I'm uh, saying like in Detroit, it plays good, great, but not but great. Like right now, if there was a suit, if there was a playoffs right now, I don't believe we're going to the Super Bowl with the the. We don't have that spark of a player. We don't have that. You always feel it. Someone's feeling it. That magic. The quarterback's magic. You know, they're just on. They're precise that year. And uh, even though Kirk Cousins puts up great numbers every year, it's like Matt Stafford. He's got great a great team. But it's like empty. It's almost empty. It's just like, okay, well, are you going to actually go to the Super Bowl this year? Like, it's been it's been a long time, man. <laughs> like, a long Trust five me, years. Bob, we feel yeah. that. Now, he is. So, but putting up great numbers is true. He's on the pace to... Bust 6,000 yards this year, which would be a new record. That's how much hey. the Vikings are throwing. They're throwing more than any other team. Our pass-to-run no... ratio is like 75% pass. It's huge. You know, people there's talk one... about split game, you know, 50-50 pass run, the pass run balance. Vikings are throwing that out the window. We're embracing the pass. If there's anything about Kirk Cousins, the guy can get secure the bag. All that when we see that picture of him wearing all that jewelry, all those necklaces, that's really his. The guy knows how to secure the bag, and that's by throwing a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns. And we, it's easy to forget, you know, the losses because you just blame it on the 
the you know the team, but the guy can just flat out ball. But I don't think the Vikings. I don't think he's gonna win ever win with the Vikings. I think he might have to trade. I think he might have to go to a new team. Well, well, that's my opinion. I don't, think the, I don't think the Vikings just, are ever gonna win with him either. I don't either. Well, it makes three of us and probably five of us. It is what it is. Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not the type that'll take you on his shoulders and win a game for you when he absolutely has to. He needs things to go right. Now, he's had some outstanding receivers at his time, both at Washington and in Minnesota. That's helped. But up until last season, he was a 500 quarterback. Last season was his first really big winning season. And that was sort of, I don't want to say fluky, but there was the football gods were smiling on us last year. And then we went one and out, one and done in the playoffs. But, anyways, Pay, who are the Bears playing this weekend? We've got what was supposed to be a Germany game. We're playing the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to just go ahead and, you know, uh, just cut to the chase. We're going to start the season 0-3. I, I wouldn't through. say that. I, would, I wouldn't. I, you wouldn't? No, because the Colts, week three last year, they lost to the Colts. And it's week three this year, and you guys are basically the Colts of last year. So why would, you know, serve <laughs> if, you know, things serve you right, you might have your first win. I'm just, that's good research. I'm, I'm, that's good research. Uh, that's a very optimistic view. That's that's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'll be, I'll mute myself again. I'm sorry. But is it over in Germany? Where in Germany? It was supposed to be okay. So let I believe I believe the game was supposed to be in Frankfurt. So the 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 reason why it's not in Germany, Kansas City had a had didn't want to play us. Don't fault them. I don't want to play. I wouldn't want to play us either. If I'm the Super Bowl champ. But the thing is, you're supposed to split the gate when you go over. You go overseas, right? The Bears travel well. They didn't want. They didn't. They didn't want that to be. It was supposed to be their home game, but it was going to look like a, a road game. So they they pulled their get out of jail free card, if you will, with the league to get a, get out of that game with us. And so they're going to go. We're going. I think. Yeah, we're going to Kansas City. Going to Arrowhead. We're going to bend the knee gracefully. Hopefully, hopefully not gracefully, but we're going to lose. I this team is a rudderless ship right now. We've got nothing good, nothing positive happening. I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it happen. I, I appreciate, I appreciate my Packer, my Packer brethren having faith in this though. I mean, I after I just read a report, it was a headline. It said Hellas Hall denied the raid too. So I guess they pulled two free dollar free cards this week. <laughs> <laughs> and it, <laughs> who do the Packers play this week? Oh, I just gave myself a cramp. <laughs> we play the Saints. We play the New Orleans Saints in Lambeau Field. There's no funny business about traveling. They're coming up to Lambeau to play a good football game. I expect the same thing. I now I didn't really underestimate the Falcons. I expect the same type of game from the Falcons after from the Saints with their front line. They have a good, very defensive team. But if we can, if it came down to our defense needs to step up, I've seen Lucas Van Ness back on the field today. He went out again, two in, two plays in on the Falcons, and we, it really hurt us. Uh, if you guys were watching the Bears game, he's, he can stop the run. So he's gonna, but if he can stop the run and we can bottle up Derek Carr, 
keep them under 300 yards, I think it's a very possible win for us. A good possible win. With guys going back, too. We have we need David to come back, David Bach. We need Aaron Jones to be back. Christian Watson was practicing today with the sleeve on. So it's it's Wednesday. So hopefully by Friday when I have my – we have the pot, my the Love and Leapers up, I'm recapping a full team to the field the, the field Sunday. So I'm very optimistic if we correct our mistakes and we play a little bit more Packer football, a little bit more ourselves football. I felt that in game one with our defense. Game two, it felt like we were just out there just trying to defend. Uh, we played good defense all the way to the fourth quarter. So we just needed to know how to finish a game as a young team. B. Who did the Lions play this week? Bad, the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, Bijan Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> at home or down in Atlanta? Um, so this is at home. This is this will be the uh, yeah this will be the second game in a row that we play at home. And obviously the CJ guard. We did a sh- we did a show on Monday, Monday evening, and then literally as soon as we clicked end. We got the news about C.J. Gardner Johnson, who is our, the, you know, the you know the vocal leader, the heart. I don't, I don't want to say heart and soul because he really wasn't here long enough. But he was kind of the he was the face of the defense. So that definitely took a lot of wind about, out of our sails. As far as my outlook, we're definitely feeling the heat, even though you know we're just five hundred. We we beat the Super Bowl champs, and you know, but there was a lot of excitement going to that Seahawks game, which. I knew that it was there was an opportunity for us to possibly not lose that game because Seattle always seems to play us tough, and I think that we I think that we make the adjustments despite the fact that you know our our, our players are are falling like flies right now. I think that we do make some adjustments. My my biggest worry is B. John Johnson, but B. John Robinson. But the one thing that we that we have excelled at somewhat this year is stopping the run. So I'm thinking that you know I, I think we're ranked tenth. And, and against the run, and I'm, I'm not sold on the quarterback. So yeah, so I, I think this is the game that we start uh, turning the ball, turning turning the other team over, which is something that we haven't done thus far. So well, outside of the the, the pick six uh, against Kansas City, I hope I hope some of that uh, offensive turn up involves uh, Jamar Gibbs. That's that there's too. a that too, especially with our talk. quarterback. There's talk of him being more involved and getting more touches, not just from actually running the ball, but being more involved in the passing game. One of the things that happened last game was our inability to create a pass rush or an effective pass rush. Atlanta's going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. We've been pretty, pretty, we've been pretty decent stopping the run. So it's going to be a challenge, but at the same time, with us losing Gardner Johnson, we do have a starter from last year that will fill in that safety role, Tracy Walker. He was he was penciled in as the starter until he got hurt last year. He's back. He's healthy. And we're going to see what these lines are made of. I, I, I'm confident going into the game. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Desmond Ritter. But like I said, we'll see. They do run the ball very well. Even with their backup running back, they run the ball pretty good. So, Well, I can give you some insight. Desmond Ritter plays to tempo, tempo ball. He knows how to play tempo ball. That's the first time I've ever seen him play. 
And that was like, he knows how to play with the team. He's nothing, he's nothing out there special. Bijan Robinson is going to make your safety come up and tackle. That's the type of running back he is. He brings, he's going to bring your secondary up. And once he gets through, he's going to make your corners come out of their block and try to tackle him because he's out in the sidelines. And then you got Algier, who just, he's a guy that runs, you know, most of the time. But Bijan Robinson is going to kill you on the pass catch and then, it's, then the catch after run. If you're, if you're, if you don't have a solid safety, where we got killed last week, and this is where we had, had a talk with Darnell Savage, because we had him come up and try to stop that. He missed tackles left and right. And I hope they, I hope they, Talk to him this week, you know, just open your eyes. Like it's like when he was when he comes up to tackle the running back, his eyes are closed and boom. P. John Robinson has the hips of a like I don't I don't want to say anything suspect. Guy's got hips. He just runs he can yeah. he's fluent with his We've body. Seen the clips. He's yeah. a heck of a running back. Every time I close my eyes, he's right now. This this whole week so far has been B. John Robinson. <laughs> just Well, speaking of I was going to say nightmares, but uh, the Vikings don't have a nightmare. Vikings face the San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. And dropping the San Diego is always going to be hard for all us old-timers. They they are a team that are very much similar to the Minnesota Vikings. The Chargers come in with Justin Herbert, very good quarterback who can throw the ball. They've got a very good defensive line, which is interesting as long as they're healthy. They have a weak secondary, however, and that's not going to match up well for them because of Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, etc. The line for the game is already over 50 points, or the over-under is already over 50 points. They expect it to be a high-scoring game. I do, too. It's in Minnesota at noon, which is Kirk Cousins' superhuman time. I expect the Vikings will pull this one out, but that it will be a high-scoring game and quite entertaining to watch, where defense is a secondary thought. I I hope so. I hope it's a high-scoring game. It should, it should read that way. Mm-hmm. Both quarterbacks are good. they got decent wide receivers. It should work mm-hmm. out that well, they've got a running game. Yeah, if I, don't, I don't think either playing. team... Yeah, I don't think either team can stop is going to stop the run for much with much regularity. So I hope I want to see I want to see over on the line. Let's go! But it's going to be fun, anyways. Is it a one o'clock game? <laughs> yeah, it's a one o'clock Eastern. Where in San Diego or Minnesota? Minnesota. Oh, you guys are getting your first win. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a blowout. As long as it's we don't put a... the ball on the turf, that's what's no. killed us. Are we? Everybody said here, as long as if we did half the fumbles we did, we'd be two and no. Well, that changes the game dynamics if you, you know, suddenly start taking away fumbles. But you guys are, you guys start out slow. Category, so. You guys you guys start out slow like in that game. Like it's it happens. Now where I don't expect to see is I, I is Justin Fields. I think I think we see a trade mid season for somebody. Somebody's coming out of Chicago and in, in Going or someone's getting fired. Yeah, I, I think Justin Fields might be out of there. He made a statement. He made a statement today. I think. I hope I read it off the right source. That he said something about him playing robotic, and it was it, is, it was something like, "Oh, and the, it's from the coaching." So he he's yeah. now questioning the coaching. 
Did he? Was that a true statement? I read that too. Yeah, he 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 did throw coaching underneath the bus. Which, if you if you listen to the last the game preview on from the last episode of the Bear Claw, we definitely said like you know something something's going on with the coaching and and I guess in Justin's receiving of it, it looks like they've coached all the spontaneity out of the athleticism out of him. They want him either either is by design or is just by reading your press clippings. Or read, reading the, uh, the the vitriol online, uh, they they want him to win the game from the pocket. And like you know, yeah, you do want to have that in your bag, but you don't you don't take something special away from a player like that. No, the whole idea of having mobile quarterbacks is that they can move. That exactly. gives you a whole different well, advantage. That teams up. like mine, who has a great pocket passer, it. it it's a detriment to us because we can't, we've got to be especially good with a straight pocket passer. You, if mm-hmm. you've got, if you Jalen hurts uh, Philadelphia and you can run, that opens up a whole new, you know, option of benefits for that offense. Heck, right. Patrick Mahomes can yeah. run. He's, he doesn't run like those guys, but he can run and he can tear people up. That's why you would squash. Yeah, Your but you also greatest asset. I have no idea. Yeah, but they need to surround him. You see what Philadelphia does though, is they have three good running backs. So they put one of those guys out there. It's almost like a, a QB screen sneak where you know who's gonna run the ball. Is it is it hurt? Is it swift? You know, is it Scott? Is it Gainwell? Like they all run very good, very well. But when you come to Chicago, you know, you have Montgomery and Herbert, but you know what? You know you can stop them if you have a good a good stop. You know it's Justin Fields, so it's like it's like they can't play it off almost. It's like I think the Bears are playing safe because they don't have the the right running back to to run with Justin Fields. If you if I'm making sense, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like because Justin's the best runner, he's going to be targeted the most. So it's like they want to be safe with him until they can surround him with a couple good running backs and a better line instead of putting him out there. And if then and what this is a contract year, they're going to invest money if they actually do invest money into him. They're try- I think they're playing safe fo- football with him, and it's showing. It's showing they're restricting him. It's unfortunate because I saw Michael Vick. I see Michael Vick in there if he can run. That's a very interesting take there, Bob. We'll ponder that as we go into the weekend. <laughs> it might be a little bit of this. I don't know. <laughs> well, folks, we've got to wrap it up. Pay, have you got any last words for the fans in Chicago? I hope what's going on with Alan Williams isn't true. The Bears are denying that anything happened at Alice Hall today. But knowing my team the way that I know them, they are great at saving face. And worse at winning games. I would just hope that at some point this team figures it out and becomes a professional football club. June, any last words to your Detroit Lion fans? Go Lions. Bob, you got anything for us? Yeah, stay uh, no optimistic. Pack, no. Stay out. You know, relax. R E L A X. We're gonna relax this this you know this weekend. We're gonna come out soon. So 
That's all I gotta say. R E L A X. Relax. The old Aaron Rodgers saying. Whoa, whoa hey, that, that's the New York Jets saying now. You can't use that anymore. <laughs> Is it? Well, what's it's, that? it's coined. With that, I want to thank everybody who's listening to this Fans First Sports Network show. Come back next week and find out how your favorite division, the NFC North, did. This is Dave from Vikings First and Skull. Pay from Da Bears Podcast. Bob from Love and the Leapers. And June and B. Foster from Bleachers to Speakers. We hope you have a great weekend and all your football dreams come true. Skull Vikings. Bear down. Go, Pat, go. Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to Speakers. Love and the Leapers. Vikings First and Skull. And of course, the Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.